0: You are listening to Let's Talk Try, the official Let's Go Try podcast.
1: Swung and lined to deep left field. It is gone. Hit well. Deep right. Batista.
0: This is Let's Talk Tribe, the official Let's Go Tribe podcast, episode 162. I am your host, Matt Lyons, and in this week's episode, we'll discuss some meatballs, talk about Cesar Hernandez signing a one-year deal with Cleveland with a team option for 2022. We'll talk about the fact that Cleveland may have more, quote, irons in the fire and signing more free agents coming up. And of course, we'll take your questions. Joining me for all that and more is Mr. Merritt Rolfing. Merritt, how are you doing? I'm very well, Matthew. Thank you for having me on this podcast I'm on all the time. (laughs) You're a very special guest today.
1: Merritt Rolfing, you may (laughs) have heard of him. I got come by from t- from time to time.
0: <laughs> with this magic clicky uh, pen.
1: With my magic clicky pen. So there you go. <laughs> so yeah. any
0: keen listeners may be noticing we're not in our uh, usual time slot this week because I didn't nothing happened. I don't know. We didn't. There wasn't really much of a reason to podcast on Monday night. I yeah, we think. talk about a team that doesn't do shit in the off season, so <laughs> it's pretty easy to do nothing. <laughs> we, we kind of found stuff for a few weeks in a row, and then nothing happened. And then, no, actually, Mayor, I knew it was going to happen. I was just waiting for today, for Tuesday, because I knew uh, they'd trade course. for somebody today. Today was they're i not being trade, forward inside. thinking, you know? I know, right? But we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But before we do, meatball. It's our meatball section. Mayor, of course, we have right now in the offseason, so we have old, wonky meatballs, but what's your. Uh, Fun little tidbit from years past that you found.
1: This one's more musty than moldy. Um, so as many um, listeners may know, if they're also readers, I uh, would think they would be. I've been writing about these old dudes. Uh, and right now I'm writing, I'm working on another 1920s player. Um, anyway, in the, um, in the you know, course of my research, I discovered something very interesting about uh, Cleveland when it comes to the 1920s especially that they were literally the number one pitching team by wins above replacement uh, for the extent of the 1920s with 167.5 wins above replacement as a team Uh, that outstrips the second place athletics who were at 149.7 Yankees who were thought to have dominated the 1920s with only 140 putting them in third. Uh, I was like, oh, that's pretty impressive. I mean, they only won one world series. I guess they were a pretty competitive team kind of always a bridesmaid, maybe the bride. And then I thought to myself, well, how are they doing compared to their their you know opponents offensively? And that's when I discovered the difference between the New York Yankees' offensive wins above replacement and the second place Tigers is more than one hundred wins above replacement, or nearly one hundred wins above. I'm sorry, it's three eleven to two eighteen point eight. The yeah, Cleveland was down at one ninety five point one. That's fourth place. So I just this is really more of a god damn it. Those Yankees just beat the shit out of everybody kind of a comment more than the Indians were pretty good at pitching at the time. Yeah. They had a uh, couple Reddit. good players. I think back then, right? Maybe one or two that were, Man, um, good I tell you,
0: <laughs>
1: it is wild. How good Babe Ruth. was. <laughs> 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 it's just one of those things. Every now and then you pull up his set you go, Jesus fucking Christ. Like the distance between him and Babe Ruth or Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig is just so immense. And Lou Gehrig was what? The third best player in the 1920s or something like that. And it's just, it's incredible. Um, Babe is really good. This is what I've discovered in the course of my research. <laughs> breaking news. Breaking meatball. Breaking news. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, I, cool. but I just thought it was neat, too, that Cleveland was so good at pitching back then. And really just has, the more I read about these articles, the more I do this research, the more I look into their history, just how good they've always been at pitching. I mean, I know, obviously, they've won, what, four Cy Youngs since 2007, um, which is a pretty good rate. For one team to be pulling that many Cy Youngs. And I know that obviously they've been the class of uh, baseball when it comes to pitching since what, 20, we'll call it 2014, I guess. Um, But even before that and going back, it's wild to me that the one time they had a really dominant offense, they couldn't put a goddamn pitching staff together that was anything more than mediocre. So it's, um, anyway, I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about like the 90s teams? Correct. I don't have to say they had bad pitching, but like, they weren't great. It was they hit a bunch of older guys. Like Dennis Martinez was on, on the '95 team, I think, and like uh, Earl Hershiser. Earl Hershiser was old at that point, and yeah. he was. I mean, Charlie was, Nagy like, was like the Charlie Nagy. He was good. <laughs> yeah, he like, was like I'm the not going to he... of
0: the staff, and he's not that good.
1: Exactly, but he was like, yeah, he was. I don't know, like Jake Wus- Jake Westbrook
0: plus, basically, you know, like a, a very like the the best possible
1: version of Jake Westbrook or something.
0: I wonder how much yeah, good worse. Player is that the era of pitching compared to like others? I mean, I think they've probably been worse than since the two thousands on at least, but like before that, when the, when Cleveland was just a dumpster fire, I don't know if, if their pitching was any better, like the seventies and eighties, I don't probably not, but
1: sixties and seventies. I mean, you know, obviously they had McDowell, um, they also Louis, uh, Louis Tiant and some other guys who also would, would come through. Um, so I, I would say yeah, up until the, really the eighties, everything just fell in the toilet from everything I've looked into. Um, yeah, the eighties were just generally bad. That's just the time when you just kind of say,
0: Let's not talk about this. <laughs> and I'm sure we have people listening now who are listening to us to talk about reading stuff about the 80s, and they're probably screaming into there. You pillows. sons of
1: bitches don't recognize the value that <laughs> well, because they Don lived- Schultz brought. I mean, Burt Blylevin was on the team at one point. Yeah. Um, they led the league in losses in 1980, whatever year this is, so that's something. They were, yeah, I mean, they weren't good, the don't RA get me wrong. And-
0: they were clearly not good, but there are people I mean, who lived like, through guess- it like they know all these people and we're talking about them as the ancient dinosaurs. It's the same as like all these YouTubers coming up, talking about baseball. And like, they're talking about the Red Sox have always been winners. I'm like, no, they used to be really bad for a long time. I mean, yeah, I Again, they had
1: some Bert Blylevin was on a team for a few years in the eighties, but he's not a Anyway. Yeah. Interesting that they just couldn't, couldn't, they, they, they they lost the track and ended up not
0: doing well. So yeah, and if we go on the same path, we're only what twenty eight years away from a World Series. So we're good. We're uh, well,
1: <laughs> that would be if they won one this past year because they won one in nineteen twenty. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, so we actually, what one. we're we're due for twenty eight years from twenty sixteen, them losing another World Series in heartbreaking fashion. Although maybe we could gauge that one back to. Maybe we're just hundreds of years away from another one. Maybe that maybe the cycle <laughs> is longer
0: than we think, Matt. That's this what it is. This like we some astrology shit going on here now. Exactly. We've got to wait for Jupiter it. and Mars to be lined up at the same time we mm-hmm. were in 1920, and then we can win the World Series. We've got to look at a grander calendar. Yeah, because that's what we want to look for, is the lining up of Jupiter and, Ma- and Mars. That's what it's going to take for Cleveland to win a World Series. That's year. what it that's is, fine. baby. What but if not, in a new they could, they could also sign Cesar Hernandez and Ribbombat for one year, which hell yeah let's talk about my favorite player from 20 whatever the hell year just had I, I think we we talked about it before too that he's not I, we both liked him and we like the the veteran grittiness that he brings and he's consistent and um but he's back he's back in a one year i think the the deal is really low for him it was five million dollars with a team option for next year i think last year it was like six something he got but um and then he had his the best year of his career but now he's back with cleveland and i think it's kind of Unfortunate for him, I feel bad. I was I was assuming he would take last year and get a, a bigger contract out of it, but um, he just turned thirty and he's got a five million dollar deal. He's in Cleveland. It doesn't. It's a weird deal for Cleveland, of course, because they have a million. Middle infielders, and now they have. Yeah, I feel like they have seen them. They draft a middle infielder within the last
1: couple of years, so they probably could be, maybe just one or two.
0: Maybe, but, maybe they had one last year. Was pretty good, I think. I think they had I one who was. That's
1: true. Good. I think their defense in the middle infield <laughs> was bad last year. That's, they were it, that's known to rough, have yeah. bad.
0: Yeah, they were known for the bad middle infield defense. But yeah, they're just trying to fix that hole now in the middle of. The, I don't know how it happened, but they just have this huge gap in the middle of the infield now. You know what? Things just happen,
1: man. There's no such sort of thing as ca- causation or anything. It's just like all of a sudden, whoops! Oh
0: shoot! Well, well there explanation you go. Can never know. But yeah, they have. Obviously, their outfield is still a huge issue. Um, Terry Pluto said at one point that the that Cleveland's going to spend between $5 five million and ten million at most. If that's the case, then they've either spent all their money or half of it um on caesar hernandez which is weird but but i guess just what's your overall just thought on this deal so far hopefully nothing else happens between now and by the time this comes out but <laughs> based on what they've done already um what are your thoughts on Cesar hernandez
1: i mean yeah he just thought, again i liked watching him i think if nothing else i will en- i will enjoy watching him um you know play the position and he was pretty good offensively not great but you know he was fine um i I, I have no real complaints. I know that we were hoping them to, for them to sign something more important or good or, you know, a place where they actually weren't strong, I guess. But they didn't. Uh, obviously, the talk is it's, it's to help uh, manipulate what's-his-name's, uh, your man service time, which is inherently poisonous and stupid to me, and I hate it. But that's the way Cleveland runs the team and it's the way it's going to be <sighs> until whatever. So,
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, that's, that's one of the only options they have, really, is that they're... They're using it as an excuse to keep Andre Jimenez down for just either Super 2 or just like it's an extra year of control. And then, I mean, they could flip him at the deadline, which is because they have him for this year and then a the club option for the next year. So it's not just like half a year and you get nothing for him. They could just hold Jimenez down and flip Cesar Hernandez, uh, which is kind of weird. Or they could just put Ahmed Rosario in center field, which I think is almost more likely at this point. Um, yeah. It is it is weird. Yeah. Hernandez hit have. 20 doubles last year, by the way. I think
1: that's pretty good. Cool. He was on pace for 60 doubles. And... Honestly, I'll take it. I'll take that any day of the week. That's pretty cool. I yeah, I mean, that. he's instantly, what, one of their... I'm trying to think of who is better than... Can honestly. we not have that conversation? Because that's depressing. He's, <laughs> he's their he's fourth best offensive there. player. He is,
0: yeah. <laughs> yes, he, he will be their fo- immediately their fourth best that's offensive nice. player. And if you put that Rosario out there, he's pretty high up, too. In the outfield. Okay, the so maybe be he's fifth. He's, he's probably their best outfielder, Rosario, if you put him out there. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really depressing. Um, Jimenez, I think, could be okay. And then, man, Fred Morales is going to be better than him. Josh Naylor, maybe. Um, I mean Jose Ramirez clearly.
1: We're really hoping for a lot from Josh Naylor for someone who hasn't really shown anything. But I mean, if, I'll say this: Cleveland's done for one thing—it's letting young people play and earn their <laughs> spot.
0: Well, I think for sure this is one. This isn't like a, a Domingo Santana or something like that. No, I think no, this, is a, good, this, this, yeah, this, this is, is a good. Yeah, this is getting side. a good
1: player. Yeah, this is a good, getting a good player that they can add value to the team and help them win every single day. And I think that's something, right? That I, I care about that. That's you know we bitch and moan about. They're not signing anything, but this is a move that, if it were a supplemental move to them signing George Springer or something, you know, like that would be radical. Um, it's not, so instead it's just their big splash for the off season. Uh, I guess it's probably not their big splash is it? that already happened, and it was their big splash, splash. of a signing. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i wonder if i can
0: get that by on itunes as the title (laughs) (laughs) yeah if um this it's a really nice signing if there's something bigger along with it even if it's something like minorly bigger like john Heyman said they have their he had a quote irons in the fire somebody mentioned it sounds an awful lot like a um scott boris quote (laughs) something he would say but that's what uh that's what john Heyman says the indians have irons in the fire looking to improve their team which again we don't know why they have to improve their team merit. It just happens. There's just gaps, and then listen.
1: Sometimes you know the wind shifts, and you have to respond to it. Running a team is like sailing, in that sometimes you have
0: to... sometimes you have to ditch your best player in the middle of the ocean.
1: Out of, out of nowhere, your best player gets scurvy, and you're out of lemons and limes. So what do you do? You throw them in the ocean, and you hope for the best. And a shark eats them. Uh, it's not the best option. Um, and then you I find that you actually
0: memory. had lemons the whole time like below there's deck there's you lemons over the lemons. here they're
1: below deck but i'm yeah. using these for something else i'm making
0: a pie a <laughs> lemon meringue pie you can't <laughs> have another boat lemons. out of lemons it's my own special <laughs> yeah, boat that you can't come this my second boat my lemon boat <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's where they are if the the terry pluto thing came out i think it was last week late last week that he's he's here i mean terry pluto is one of the ones that are the most i guess you just call them most trustworthy he's very it comes out often a lot of times as water carrying or just parroting the company line. But if you just want to know what the Indians are actually thinking, you can usually go by what Terry Pluto says. And in this case, he said that he was hearing that they might spend five to 10 million at most, which if, if that's Cesar Hernandez, then signing another outfielder to fix the dumpster fire out there is going to be a stretch. I think, I mean, they have, I'm so bad at guessing values, but I like the idea of like Jackie Bradley jr. If he's not super expensive, he probably will be. But um, like him or Jock Peterson as a platoon in one of the corner outfield spots, um, no more Mazar. I know you like him. He's only 26. He's got a lot of upside and should be pretty cheap, but there's, there's plenty of options. I just don't want another at bat sucker upper where they're just a veteran guy who shouldn't be there taking up all the at bats. Soaker. That's a better word, Merritt. That's what a, somebody who writes all the time would say would be soaker and not sucker upper, but you get the idea.
1: Yeah, oh, I get it.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, what yeah, about they just, they just want somebody out there,
0: but He's old. Yeah. Yeah. God they did sign was that last year or the year before they had him here for like spring training and he was gone
1: two years ago yeah i think yeah, it was something yeah like it that. must have been 2019 yeah. Yeah, i mean tyler naquin's uh, still
0: out there <laughs> he's that's an <laughs> like option I said, yeah
1: that would that would not surprise me if they to resend tyler naquin to a three million dollar deal or something like
0: that <laughs> or that's even the kind uh, of deal we have to
1: expect but i don't think about- t- if,
0: if cesar hernandez only got five million i mean naquin's he's got to be like a barely over a minor league deal right
1: Boy, thank God for collusion. Uh, let's see. What <laughs> about... <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you, collusion. I mean, Eddie Rosario, how expensive would he be? I'm not sure, but...
1: Adam Duvall, um, he's 32 years old, for God's sake. Ryan, Ryan Braun. Braun can't, he would can't never come out. to
0: Cleveland. <laughs> Jay Bruce. Um, I mean, there's yeah. options. You it know what? depends I mean, on what, if they want to spend literally anything. I'm in on Jay Bruce. How? Why not? Well, no, I don't know. I clear, think he's kind of in the Carlos Gonzalez campus. He would take too many at-bats from somebody.
1: But I don't want to see any of these people play, out, play, in the out, play defense. <laughs> that would be a... Uh, train wreck but and i mean if, I if they just doing it
0: right as it is now and they do put rosario in center field then i mean you got who's your right field i guess daniel johnson for the majority of the time maybe platoon him with jordan luplo or something but then you have eventually nolan jones and left and on that rosario in center is that a passable outfield almost if no nolan it's jones still
1: a terrible outfield <laughs> if
0: nolan jones is anything close to being relatively good is it no, it's still really bad isn't it
1: I mean, if Daniel Johnson great.
0: can be kind of. It, it all depends, on like how these individual guys perform. It's so it, they're almost not projectable. This team because you're never going to know like who's going to tank. But that's also the the fun part. A lot of them can be really good. Um, Daniel Johnson has a rocket arm, but can he hit anything? Is the question. He, he has the power. If the handmate bone is still bugging him somehow in his hand, he hasn't seemed to hit since then.
1: Why do we want um, Ahmed Rosario in the outfield? Where did this? I don't understand where this idea came from. He's played one game in the outfield in the major leagues.
0: Well, it's it's I this is just purely spitball. but I, mean, I think it's just what the Indians are doing. They're just grabbing a bunch of middle infielders and just throwing them in the outfield to see how it works. Because I mean, otherwise they're just incompetent and they don't know how to find outfielders. So I hmm. I'm choosing to believe that they have this plan. Um, they're just taking the most athletic guys they can and they're just putting them in the outfield. I I I think they have something somewhere that tells them the outfield is really not that hard comparatively. You can just stick somebody who's fast and can react well out there, and he's going to be fine. Um, and they did say that Rosario will play... I don't have the exact quote, but Chris Anthony basically said that he'll, he's going to play multiple positions for us. Um, it's just a shame it, they don't
1: have some sort of fast, physically impressive, young swear you to God, know, this is outfielder. Zimmer. No, no, God, it. Daniel Johnson, <laughs> oh, for <yeah>. God's
0: sake. <laughs> Well, I, that's what I'm talking about. He's going to be in right field. I think that's a pretty that's yeah. a lock right there at least a little bit i would hope but he's also i guess that's the hardest vision
1: that's the hardest the biggest yeah. outfield to play at progressive anyway so that's probably what you'd want to go with so yeah and i mean even if it's All not right. then you maybe
0: if you're fast and have good reflex i think you can you can work out that. It reminds me a lot of speaking of your favorite nfl team the raiders where they had this longest thing where they just go for the fastest wide receivers and just pray to god they can catch the ball it kind of reminds me of that. Look, there but. was a reasoning behind that I won't get into now, but it was, <laughs> God damn it. Is there a reason they tried to Darius Haywood Bay or traded for him whatever and he sucked? Yes, because <laughs> Al Davis fast. was old. <laughs> and, and he, he believed speed. that you could, he believed you could coach him up. The issue
1: being you need to have coaches who have been there for a while. <laughs> you don't have to, you don't get a new head coach every single year. It ruins
0: things. And see, that's basically what Cleveland's doing is they, they feel like they can take these guys who are are raw athletic marvels and they can put them in the outfield and they'll be fine which i think is interesting we saw Lonnie Chisenhall do it really well i think um i think we're reaching the point where it's going to be make or break for that strategy if that's what they're doing they have to just commit to it at some point they've kind of like went back and forth on it it feels like so far but they're to the point where they just have no outfielders they've got to start putting these middle middle infielders in the outfield you just you just think they figure out a way to get some outfielders sometimes you
1: wonder how billion dollar organizations are even run but then you know what you grow up and you see how other billion dollars organizations are run. you go oh it's all dog shit it's all dog shit built on a, on a pile of sand
0: so, <laughs> on a pile of poop splashes it's just everywhere a bowl, on a pile of, <laughs> near near a lake of, of poop splashes uh, but i would yeah. also think that i mean it, it's nice if you're doing both because you're not limiting yourself to just outfielders but i wonder if if finding a good outfielder is like more expensive than just athletic middle infielders who can go anywhere i don't know maybe the idea is just to flip them at some point like get all these guys because they know second base and short stops are valuable and they can just trade them when they need an outfielder I and mean, that's another option um like gabriel Arias, if if jimenez is the one they think is going to stick there then they can just do it and move him but i don't know and they've just got so many of them and no goddamn outfielders other than daniel johnson and nolan jones i guess at some point if i if yeah, really hate reading them. like
1: national writers who've noticed the fact that cleveland has no outfielders he's like god damn it other people are noticing too this is terrible <laughs> the plan is falling apart first of all this was my niche get out of here and <laughs> second of all oh no it's, it's, this whole house of cards is collapsing yeah, no, I, I, you know i i hope that works I, I get the logic behind just getting a bunch of athletic guys and having them run around out there um it just seems like great outfielders that we think of in baseball have been outfielders for a long time you know what i mean Kevin Kiermaier is an example. Um, Mike Trout is an example. They're, they're good at it. I mean, other guys who aren't good at those but can hit stick out there. Guys like, um, like Bryce Harper. I'm just going by, you know, these are examples who are stars. But there, there are others who are less star-like. But Bryce Harper's you know, he was a catcher originally. Um, Juan Soto is just kind of a – he's just too good. So uh, what, what was his name? The guy who was on the Phillies who they moved to – the outfield, Reese Hoskins, right? Yeah, yeah, he's so doing
0: it there. Well, the his whole
1: it. life felt like he became very bad offensively when they moved him to the outfield. Like his, his offense collapsed when they, when they signed um, Carlos Santana. He was something that was just not as impactful because he, I don't know if he just was, he did not like it as much or,
0: or what. I don't know. But yeah, I would assume that some people not. are just like that. Like, because remember, they tried to do it with um, Francisco Mejia. Like, I'd imagine if they wanted to, they could have just said, You're an outfielder, get up here and do it. And then they would have hated it and sucked. But, I think they're trying to purposely find people who are willing to move to different positions because both Rosario and Jimenez said, and I mean, it's just what you say. I don't yeah. think you say anything else when you're first traded, but they came over and said, they're willing to play wherever, which I think is something that we've already known that Cleveland values, but I think now it they value it in the direction of the outfield, not just playing third base, second base and shortstop. stop, but
1: yeah, the whole, I mean, I, I think that's, that's a piece of all, yeah, because they, they seem to hunt makeup guys, you know, I mean, Francisco Lindor is a perfect example of that, but, Maybe that's just a, a small piece of that is a willingness to, uh, you know, whatever, do whatever it takes, if you want, for lack of a better way to phrase it. So it could just be, it, it it's a function of the of the broader thing. And as we know, they do love the versatility because it's um, inexpensive to have ver- versatile players. So this is just one way for them to kind of find that path. And they really
0: do have like all, there's no bad personalities on this team. The last one, I, I guess, was Trevor Bauer, right? He was the last like negative personality and they just have no but i mean josh Nealer pulled a knife prank on one of his teammates once so that was it but that was like several years ago <laughs> you didn't know about that that's that's not a <laughs> this is not a ditch jumping thing it was um <laughs> let's see i found the article for this several years ago I'm just tied to a bucket what was he doing
1: what about tied to a bucket did you say you're just murmuring <laughs> over here now so
0: because uh, i'm trying to read it real quick while i'm doing it but okay so i guess they didn't really know what the prank was but he had a knife at one point and one of his teammates got cut and it was a prank knife prank god damn Somebody that's a good in prank. hand <laughs> so yeah because i it's i think it's very clear like he wasn't stabbing his teammate i think it was something with a joke but... <laughs> it's just a prank bro <laughs> <laughs> exactly but
1: i mean that's the only like
0: negative thing i can think about anybody has done on this team i love that that's yeah, a great that's time. a
1: great prank i'm gonna pull it <laughs> out on my wife
0: <laughs> <laughs> just dangle a knife from a string and see what happens ha ha gotcha <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm just looking at their 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 40 man roster or their depth star right now. They just don't have any first base No,
0: I mean like Naylor or, or Reyes like there's
1: no one the listed baseman. as first baseman on here. There's <laughs> there's not a single. There's not even a section for first base. Oh no, Mary.
0: you know who you're forgetting, right? Jacob oh, R. Bowers. Listen,
1: I'm a huge Jake Bowers fan. He's only like he's still only like 14. So it's, it's hard to really give up on the guy.
0: I mean, he's out of options, so he's got to try this year. This is his year to stick it somewhere. He's he's,
1: he's going to do it. He's going to he's going to post a one seventeen OPS
0: plus. <laughs> That's that seems insane for Jake Bowers. I'm sorry if Misty Bowers is listening. His mom is delightful, but he's going to hit twenty
1: four home runs. He's going to hit. You <laughs> have an on base percentage at three thirty four with a four seventy five. Slugging percent. He's going to
0: strike out looking in thirty percent of his at bats. <laughs> yes, one hundred percent. But he'll also yes, he will, he will. God damn, he will walk nine
1: point seven percent of the time. I end up hitting like two forty, but you'll you will be a positive. I don't think that's a one seventeen
0: on W or an OPS plus. I think that's a little uh, bit low. Listen, it's
1: all based on everyone else, too. So everyone else has to be <laughs> performing in a in a gauged way to make that stick. So I mean, we
0: basically described his last year in twenty nineteen. Maybe a did little we? bit better. We did. No, yeah. well,
1: that's way better. Twenty four just... <laughs> home runs. Come on
0: now. Well that's true. But you got his on base percentage not much higher. Three what'd you say? Three twenty three, three thirty? I said three thirty four. That's a so. Little so maybe like that's around like 100, a 100, 102. It's barely above. Okay, batters, yeah, but... I, I, I'm comfortable with that number then. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. still is <laughs> we'll like, with that one. Yeah. Let's go back to the old chart of Cleveland batters. He's what the uh, fifth or sixth best hitter at that point. You goddamn right, dude. I love the <laughs> saying things
1: out of context. That's it's the best thing to do. Boy, he was really the fourth best hitter on the entire team on an entire major that's league team. Matters.
0: On a major league baseball team, he was the fourth best hitter. Can you believe it?
1: No, I mean, I'm saying he's. I, I said he's going to have a 475 slugging percentage. So I think that's high. I mean, look at this three. His on base percentage when he played last was 312. i I'm bumping it up t- thirty points. That's and his if, if you think he's going to slug 100. that much, then yeah.
0: Where where's yeah. this Jake Bowers power hitting coming from? His ass.
1: Where most uh, power hitting comes from. <laughs> his thighs, where he pulls the power. <laughs> okay. Exactly, he's going he's, he's to finally discover his power stroke. It's going to be great. He's going to be a three win player. <laughs> which will so then great. bring his career wins above replacement to two point
0: eight. Which, you know that's pretty. good. <laughs> that's pretty great. That's what you got. What did they? Oh, that was the. Yeah, that was the Andy Diaz trade. That wasn't great. That still looks really good. Uh huh. I mean, Carlos Santana.
1: No, Diaz is bad. Shut up. Terrible. What do you say we answer some questions, man? What if we? Yeah, yeah. Right, that's fine. Yeah
0: we uh every i guess tuesday now but every monday tuesday somewhere around there we ask everybody on twitter and facebook let us know what you Mid-week. want to talk about we got i love our questions this week they are if anybody's listening and you want to ask questions ask one like these where they're just weird random things i don't know if you looked merit but i kind of love them um i mean one we just talked about this is a, just a regular baseball question at 614 sports he says where's the team heading at first base bowers bradley we forgot about bobby bradley
1: oh shit we keep on doing that
0: we love him though <laughs> Despite him being the mascot of the goddamn podcast you forget about him all the time i mean, literally last episode was named after him and we got a nickname yeah. for him but i mean he's an option there first base it's either hammer or bowers i think but um yeah we just answered that one but it's a good question it's it's one of the biggest questions they have weirdly enough it feels like they've had at least somebody at first base for like so long who was a a, a decent first baseman like carlos santana Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not going to call him good, but Casey Kochman was a good defensive first baseman. He was there. Oh, he God. You hit. Know,
1: I was so excited for him because he hit, won like a batting title like yeah. six years prior or something like that.
0: <laughs> I'm such there. an idiot.
1: <laughs> I think
0: Lou Marson went over to first base at one point when he wasn't a good kid. No, that seems impossible. He was from the 1950s. He would never leave <laughs> the catcher position. Um, so our next question is at Real D Cunningham. He thinks. Do you think the next thing Dolan will cut will be Dollar Dog Night? I'll hang up and listen. So, I mean, what? Let's think of really petty things that could be cut to save money, like Dollar Dog Night. That's a good one. That's you can't okay, save. Well, I hot don't dogs. think he'd
1: cut Dollar Dog Night. He just raises a dollar twenty-five dog night. <laughs> um,
0: it's not as catchy, but it's right. Exactly, two-dollar dog night. That's still catchy. Pop. That still uh, pops up the page. He
1: might do things like eliminate the hot dog raise. Uh, he might do things like <laughs> they just
0: have people out there racing in like hot dog shows. yeah exactly
1: yeah exactly <laughs> it's, it's like the freeze except it's just normal people and they're just wearing their street clothes and they're not racing against anyone and it's just literally or, they put the well street. you know what the cheapest thing to do would be just pull three fans out and have them do it <laughs> just have them race and call it a hot dog race there you go yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly get the most hot dog looking fans <laughs> And they replace um,
0: the big screens with a projector. like because You know
1: cheap, that right? meme that uh, gets posted where, where it's a guy wearing the, the hot dog universe suit and just says, we're trying to figure <laughs> out who did yeah. this. I finally watched <laughs> that skit so today. And he just points it together. He's like, he's dressed like a <laughs> hot dog too. <laughs> and he goes like, ah, oh, damn. That's where my so, think you should leave, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. I've tried to watch that show like three times. And <laughs> as someone who enjoys Nathan Fiedler and like, uh what's his name like tim heidecker comedy it was just a little much for me good (laughs) lord dude i gotta
0: it's it's a very specific type of comedy that you're going for it's
1: it's it's so much like i mean i mean for lack of a better phrase cringe comedy but so much higher even than like i couldn't watch the final episode of making for you because it was too uncomfortable when he (laughs) falls in love with that process uncomfortable
0: is a good word it's it's like uncomfortable comedy like that's the yeah the funny of it is that it's so weird but but, yeah, those are, give
1: try. but anyway yeah. just, they'll, they'll find guy, people who have to be dressed kind of hot doggy and have them race uh, what
0: are the other things they could cut um, I mean you can put you ads know. on the shipping containers you gotta have more of those put, you can put more what do you have there just hall containers? of famers who needs those just put more progressive yeah. ads up there Bob yeah. Lemon who we, is that put a um, basically just, a hot dog just um,
1: pull, pull a classic uh, Oakland A's slash Raiders move <laughs> and tarp over the entire bleachers <laughs> and put that ad there There you, go. you know uh, those aren't real fans. Real fans, uh, obviously, as we all know, they sit in the seats. Uh, right? Sit in boxes. Yeah, they buy suites. Sweets. Uh, suites, sweets, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: but yeah, like the really, they could
1: start charging. What's his name for? Uh, Charge seat? the
0: players for rent for
1: using the stadium. Oh yeah, start renting. Yeah, start charging <laughs> the players for rent, um, or start docking them pay for things like damage <laughs> for baseballs and bats and things like that. And the field work, really. You know how much like it costs 19, to maintain that
0: field when they're playing their silly like games? Like nineteen
1: out there. tens and like Connie Mack ass nickel and diming
0: them. Yeah. <laughs> Every time that they resaw the infield, you just charge them a few hundred bucks. We just
1: fire the entire groundskeeping <laughs> crew and have the, have the players do it. There you go. They're, they're, the, there. they're making the me- clean up your own mess. That'll be the theme of the team this year. <laughs> it's called
0: responsibility and learning to yeah, be a yeah, team yeah, player.
1: Yeah, yeah, that'll be next year. Next yeah. year, it's called responsibility. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> so we'll finish with this one, which is maybe my favorite question we've ever gotten um, from at underscore lover of cats underscore. Also, a great name. He asks, AL managers versus NL managers in dodgeball, who wins? So I, mean, this is... I had to pull up a list of who <laughs> the, the
1: managers were.
0: <laughs> so 15 on 15 dodgeball. You got your AL, you got your NL. I mean, AL, you've got some issues already. Um, I think Terry Francona, he's going to be struggling. Tony LaRusso, he's dead. I mean, as soon as the ball he's hits him, he's, he's going to fall Dusty over.
1: Baker. I mean, Dusty Baker is actually a, a threat because he has that toothpick he could <laughs> the ball is coming in. But him. then you also
0: have Mike Matheny and Rocco Baldelli, who would take it way too seriously yeah no, they would this is just, their whole life yeah. was just made for oh, and Boone uh, too Boone.
1: Boone would be right there as well Oh yeah.
0: i mean he wouldn't be good but he'd be trying really hard he'd take exactly it um
1: i could not identify scott surveys if i met him and he shook my hand and said hi i'm scott service i go who the fuck are you get out of here you weirdo uh so i don't know anything well he has a very wide neck according to his um high, his, his baseball cards so. I, I think
0: kevin cash probably isn't very athletic i guess he's probably athletic but maybe not compared to the other guys but he was a catcher. He doesn't count. He catch the ball, I guess. Well, but um, Chris Woodward, he seems athletic enough.
1: Who the um, fuck is Chris? Sorry to swear, but who the hell is Chris Woodward? <laughs> yes, we
0: never swear on this podcast, man. Please do uh, The only way I Woodward know him because is he complained about um, Fernando Tatis flipping his bat last year.
1: Oh, uh, right. That's what I know him for? Okay, he's got
0: he's, Joe Madden's he's old.
1: Player. He's that's another. Yeah, Joe Madden's old. Uh, Charlie Montoya again. Not really sure who he is. Um, but then you got Gabe Kepler on the National League. Young, who would, exactly. Then you go to the National he's League. He's jacked like,
0: he was, Yeah, shred-ass Kepler.
1: <laughs> I'm assuming Jace Tingler is a young person. Um, is, uh, yeah. Mike Schlitt, again, couldn't identify him worth a damn. Joe Girardi, would, again, a man who take it too seriously. Craig Council, too seriously. Don Mattingly. Now, it depends on if he grows back his mustache. <laughs> a mustache Don
0: Mattingly gets a couple mile per hour more on that dodgeball.
1: I'll be honest with you. I think the National League takes this. They have some guys. they got David Ross who... You know he can kiss my grits, but he was a catcher like two years ago, so I'm yeah, sure he can still, still throw the ball stick,
0: pretty man. hard. Todd uh, Black
1: is Todd Black is carved out of granite, so <laughs> I think he he'd be great. Uh, David Bell isn't too old. Don Madden who grows mustache back. Craig Council getting not too old. National really has a youth movement going on more so than the American League, I think. And I think obviously it's weighed in the wrong way because of guys like Larusa and Francona and Madden, yeah, uh, and Baker actually. So they're kind of coming in at a bit of a disadvantage that is not outweighed by guys like uh, Baldelli and Boone and Matheny. You know, again, guys who played Cora. you also played recently. Yeah. Uh, not quite clear on who Brandon Hyde is, even though he <laughs> coaches 40 miles from my house. Uh, See, <laughs> that's the, that's
0: yeah. the thing in dodgeball. You don't need a whole team. You got like a good four. You got Matheny, Baldelli, Boone, um, Alex Cora, AJ Henson, and Henry.
1: Hyde. Honestly, I think Hyde is is getting slept on this one. I mean. Yeah.
0: I mean that's a, that's a good he, core you got there. You just Hyde was a player, wasn't he? Yeah. He yeah. Let Larusa and Ducks Frank Kona get out right away. Yeah.
1: So he hit 300 once as a pro. Uh, he hit 130 with the Charlotte Knights. It looks like you play... Oh, okay, never mind. So yeah, Hyde <laughs> yeah. is younger. Um, I mean, Luis
0: Rojas and and uh, Gabe Kepler are the ones I'm really scared of on the National League. So I'm going Ale on this one. I think Ale would take it just because of that. Really? Core. I don't know.
1: I, I mean, there's other guys here who I think we 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 don't know anything about, and I think we're sleeping on like Torre Lavulo. Again, pretty sure he's young. Um. <laughs>
0: Adam I mean David Ross, like you said, man. he's another young one. I don't know if he's overly athletic though. I mean, I get that he just played, but like when you got yeah, Mike McKinney bearing down on you, that guy's way too into it. Yeah, but
1: Gabe is beautiful. Jay Singler? Jay Singler, I'm sure, has some sort of ability. He's only What they need is
0: that new um Lions coach, the guy who wants to bite kneecaps off. Hell yeah, what they need is just dodgeball.
1: I love that, man. That's why I'm a Lions fan <laughs> now. I've dumped the, the hated Raiders for the mighty Lions. <laughs> the yeah, I, I, I would go National League. I, th- I think they have more youth, and honestly, I think they have more athleticism. And they have Bud Black, who I think is better than anyone else. And it's
0: cool. <laughs> he would not move, but he would still not be out. He would either catch no, everything yeah, the balls and were, yeah, They,
1: they would always be like, oh, shit, we can't fuck with him. <laughs> he just glare <laughs> at you with his big, salty-ass <laughs> eyebrows. And you go, oh, damn. <laughs> those eyebrows are getting me right now. i got to get out of much. Here. It's my choice. Is National League, and also you're wrong.
0: But we're split on this one. We gotta. I'm gonna put this to a poll probably tomorrow when it posts okay. because I like the. Okay. I want to see the debate around this one. I mean, this is also this is borderline um, hustle double worthy. I agree, I I'm gonna which I am a now like two-time Dan. champion, as well, we all know. Well, I don't know if that's quite how that works. That's kind of the rules of that. <laughs>
1: well, I'm pretty sure it is, as I've been the loudest one saying it the most. So, uh, as we all know, that's what, that's what really That's how debates it. work. Just that's how debates work. Be loud and say the same thing over and over and drown out your opponent. And that's there how go. you do it.
0: There you go. Um, on that note, Merritt, and thank you, Lover of Cats, for that question. Um, we'll call yeah, it episode for this week on the shortened week. Um, I think, actually, tomorrow now, or today when this post... Uh, Matt and Brian are going to record the first episode of um, Indians on deck again in a while. So that's kind of cool. Talking about prospects again for them. Um, soon to get close to the season. Maybe it'll we'll start. Maybe we'll see. But, uh, oh, Aaron, yeah. We might actually not have baseball on time this year. That's yeah, right. You never Shit. know. But, I mean, we didn't talk about that. But the fact that it, it seems an awful lot like um, Rob Manfred wanted the uh, Texas League to write to baseball and say they didn't want him to start on time because MLB really doesn't want to start on time because they don't want to pay the players for the whole season. But that's a whole that's a These whole cheap thing. sons thing
1: you know what's his name uh cohen just lost like 10 billion dollars yeah, in the GameStop. last couple of hours <laughs> yeah because of game stuff <laughs> i love that whole things going on man it's great it's amazing <laughs> buys, buys the mets immediately is broke my god it's <laughs> the most mets thing on earth because
0: of one subreddit goes nuts and GameStop. it's really good it's fantastic yeah. i kept on thinking about buying
1: GameStop stock but i'm like i can't go up anymore and it goes up another $80. Like fucking bullshit. <laughs> that's
0: where I've been with Bitcoin for the last like several years. I was like, I should buy yeah, a little so, bit. I should buy a little bit now. So
1: maybe, maybe I'll buy some uh, BlackBerry stocks, see how that goes. Yeah, buy high, sell low, that's how it works.
0: Anyway. <laughs> no, buy high, never <laughs> sell. That's the real rules. <laughs> Merit, I'll talk to you next week. See you.